Hello and welcome to another episode of How Do You Jew? The podcast where we talk about all things Jewy. Yeah, how's it going? Um, I'm having a bit of a of a week. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that was a loaded question. We just talked about your week. Um, we, we literally just spent like an hour talking about everything that's going on. How overwhelmed I am. All right, well, listeners, we'll just give you the Cliff Notes version. Yael's overwhelmed. I'm super supportive. It's all good. And we are so excited to be back with our latest episode to continue our Jewy convos. So today, um, for those who have been listening since the beginning, is a big day for How Do You Jew. This is our 18th episode. Ba-ba-bow! And we all know what that means. So... In Jewish tradition, in Gematria, 18 means chai, which means life. And we decided to switch up our format a little today. We are going to list 18 things, nine each, because some of us can do math like that. That's, <laughs> that is the extent of the math I can do. So. And also because some of us can't list more than nine things. <laughs> so when we get to episode 36, we'll have a totally different problem. Nope. Um, <laughs> but we are each going to list nine things that bring us Jewish joy, and infuse life into our Judaism. We're going to give some fun facts, some uh, charming anecdotes, and we're going to try to keep this as light, brief, also heavy perhaps, who knows, as possible, depending on where the convo goes. Oh, wow. What's on your list that's heavy? I don't know. <laughs> I just like, I, I literally, yeah, Elle and I both took our notes, listeners, um, and I just wrote one word triggers for each thing, and yeah, Elle like really took notes. So everything I say, like... I see what I wrote, and we'll just see what I interpret from that. Oh, I take my homework very seriously. That's really good. Um, <laughs> call it a vote. I'm, I'm not a good student like you. I have to. <laughs> I'm, I take homework very seriously. Um, anyone who knows my family who listens to this podcast knows the family motto. <laughs> then, of course, do extra credit. Nice. <laughs> because anytime that extra credit was offered, it was not negotiable. It wasn't like a question. Vinicors do extra credit. I like that. Thank you. It has carried through to adulthood to the point well, where... Well, look where it brought you today. I mean, honestly, look where it brought your well, life. So today, it was a very specific example of Vinicor extra credit problems because Noam laughed at me. So my office reopened today that we are officially back full-time in the office. And as part of like the reintroduction and wanting to have a high staff morale now that we're back at work... Um, they formed a committee to do just like nice things um, as part of the reintegration into the office. So of course I volunteered to join the committee because obviously. <laughs> and so then nice today, and then today was my day to like get go in early to pick up bagels for everyone. So there's breakfast for everyone when we arrived. And I was telling Noam about this yesterday, and I was really nervous because I thought I might have a conflict after I'd already said yes. And he was like, well, what about like someone else in the office like who we're friends with? When is their day to pick up breakfast? I said, no, no, no. I volunteered. It's not like everyone was assigned a day. And he just looked at me. I was like, of course you volunteered. <laughs> of course. And I was like, well, someone asked for volunteers. I am compelled to volunteer. And of course, it is my honor to do so. Uh, but Vinicor Extra Credit means a lot of like early mornings and random errands. Is this um, is this why you always like when, always when I tell you that I need help with something you like have an answer in like three seconds because you do extra credit all the time? 
hopefully I'm also just nice. You are. <laughs> and I have to say, amazing. If I am stuck on something and I'm like, okay, who, who will word this in the best way? Who can I, who can I rely on to give me an actual like, good and professional answer? Hmm, Samantha. So, Sam, I need help. Communication I can do. I rely on you for things like how do I you know, function and baking and like all of that. But that's why we all bring something different to the table and how we do. But since you've had a stressful day slash week, do you want to kick us off? What is something that's bringing you Jewish joy and life to your Judaism? What's your number one? So my so my number one is Shabbat dinners with uh, family because Beautiful. I mean for well for one if if you heard a little bit of my story is that I didn't have I had like almost zero family here at the beginning and now. My mom is here. You're like a magnet. <laughs> All these relatives of yours. I don't know anyone else who's not like from Cleveland who just, I mean, every week, oh, yeah, El's cousin moved to Cleveland. <laughs> so since I moved here three years ago, um, almost three years ago, not yet, not yet, um, but my mom moved here. Mm -hmm. And then my cousin and his partner also moved here. So those are three family members that did not live here when I first moved. I love that. FOMO. Like, <laughs> I, just, I want all of my relatives to follow me as well. Um, so far, it's like slow going, but uh, the, the the work is happening. You know, do, doing my best to present a good face of Cleveland. Listen, I, do, I do some really good PR. <laughs> You're welcome, city of Cleveland. I had a friend when I first moved here. Um, one of my friends from home lived in New York. She's since like moved to Israel, mm -hmm. but um, she told me, Yael, if I didn't know you, like if I didn't know you, I would have thought that Cleveland is actually a really great place to live. <laughs> it is. Oh my God, Cleveland's such a nice place to live. I agree. Yeah. I told her, no, it is actually a really great place to live. It is. But of course she lives in, in New York, so. Well, okay, it's a different kind yeah. of great, but it's still great. All right, that's a great one, Shabbat dinners. Yes, what's yours? Um, okay, my first one was actually specifically Shabbat candles. Oh, um, that's nice. I love lighting Shabbat candles. I love whoever I'm with, if I have the opportunity to gather with friends, with family, oh my gosh, or even if it's just Noam and I, um, I love just like taking that like almost meditative moment when I light the candles and I like breathe in and breathe out to quote my mom. And then of course, because I did this before COVID and then I had to stop and now I am back with a vengeance. Kissing everybody. I hug and kiss everyone who's there. <laughs> and it's just the best part um, to really like set the tone, set the mood and be like, this is something special so team candle lighting that's very nice all right what's next um okay so my second one is well it's kind of connected to shabbat dinners awesome great okay. keep the trend so because we have shabbat dinners with family all the time um i really love um inviting friends to shabbat dinner is that an invitation <laughs> always okay first of all yes thank you um we'll talk after the recording <laughs> um but yeah so Re just recently, uh, two friends, well, a friend moved, oh, oh my God, okay. So it's a girl that I know from home. Her parents are friends with my mom. Is this the one that I met? 
Did you? That yes. I met her and her sister? Yes. Oh, okay, guys, so her sister, I know the friend also. So her sister doesn't live here. But she, that's it. But she was there. Her and her boyfriend officially moved to Cleveland. Mazel tov. Yeah, so they're here now. And so they're like kind of joined into our little Shabbat dinner group. So I just like inviting friends. And then my mom made friends with like one of their neighbors who's not even Jewish. And she's now coming to our Shabbat dinners. Oh it's really nice. The bubble is expanding all. Yes, I love that. That's beautiful. And I also like including people that are not Jewish. Because, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, kind of, like the whole point about Shabbat is that it brings people together. And I love the fact that we have non-Jews sitting at a table with us, having this meal. And it's the funny, the one thing that everyone always says, like every new non-Jew that we bring, you do this every week. <laughs> I like there's always a meme that goes around on like Instagram or Facebook or whatever it is around um, like Thanksgiving yeah. when people are like, oh, my God, it's so stressful to make this multi-course meal <laughs> and whatever. And then it's like people who have Shabbat dinner. It's like we do this every week. Yeah, this is nothing. Like, amateurs. Replacing the chicken with turkey. With turkey. Done. <laughs> and like change up your sides. But like exactly. we do this every week. The, the sides will just match, you know, the holiday. But. I mean, we, we've been through Shabbat dinner camp. <laughs> mine, don't, mine don't even match the holiday. Actually, so my next thing on my list was also specifically about um, soup. <laughs> okay. I literally just wrote soup. Soup or, uh, or chicken or, excuse me, matzo ball soup. No, specifically soup. Just like okay. big picture. Love that. Um, I feel like Shabbat dinner is mar- and all Jewish holidays are marked by soup. And... <laughs> I was not aware. I think I've shared this on the podcast so listeners can chime in if I've already revealed this about myself. Okay. I don't think I knew until I was like 20 that there are people out there who eat soup seasonally and who would be like, oh no, it's summer. It's not soup season because I think it's always soup season. You have a look on your face like you're one of them. Okay. So my mom used to go through this phase for, for the longest time where she decided that summer is cold soup season and if there's i liked your mom i liked her too yeah like what is that (laughs) um so she would make like gazpacho Uh and other nasty cold soups that yes i am yucking your yum people sorry sorry not sorry your soup taste is weird so soup soup is is only supposed to be hot right agreed okay and then summer comes around, and she decides that now it's cold soup season. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's still hot soup season. It's hot soup season. Moithia. And if you're not willing to serve hot soup, just don't serve soup. Exactly. That's also okay. That is okay. Israeli Shabbat, you know, it's all about the salads. Yes. So I'm fine with not having soup if you're going to serve cold soup. So I'm not okay with not having <laughs> soup. Um, I'm okay with it if you're going to serve cold soup. There's no there's no reason for such things. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it's basically, like, I don't even know what to describe it as but like that's not a thing it took me so long to get gazpacho out of our house oh my god and in Vinicorland, we don't just do hot soup we do like you are burning soup <laughs> oh i and like that one of the things that we like as one of our family i don't know if i'm using the word motto wrong but at least like family rules or things to be aware of mm-hmm. Steam does not indicate heat. <laughs> yes. There could be something that looks like it's steaming no. and it's still not hot enough. Bubbles indicate heat. <laughs> and that is a professional chef, <laughs> everyone who doubts us. So I, I, I also just, drink my coffee. I burning. love soup. I love soup in all weather. I love soup in all seasons. And for me, like when I make soup, mm-hmm. It feels like a very Jewish thing. Yeah. That recently, like, I had people over on just, like, a Wednesday night. 
and I didn't make soup because it was like, oh, it's a Wednesday night. Like soup takes some time. Like I'm getting this ready after work. And I made like a full dinner with, I would say, 90% of the things I would have made for a Shabbat dinner. <laughs> but there wasn't challah yeah. and there wasn't soup. But everything else like would be the exact same meal that I would make. Yeah. And I had this moment of like, well, soup is what makes it special. Soup is what makes it Shabbat. Soup is what makes it a holiday. Soup for me is a very Jewish thing and um it brings me a great deal of joy and yumminess i like that thank you what's next on your list um my third one is planning and obviously i just want to say i didn't do these in in order no 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 like the first thing obviously that came to mind was because that's probably the first thing that i connect to but the rest not in order just things that came to just all good things so the third the third thing is planning for the Jewish holidays. Ooh, and they're so early this year, so you're like already in on it? So I just had a, yeah, so someone just asked me, so are you planning anything for the high holidays? I'm like, the high holidays, there's time. And then I was like, oh no, wait, just a second. It's July. The other day. And they are coming in like two seconds. So you know how close they are? The other day, this bully on the internet, I don't actually remember who it was, um, posted like, for those who are wondering, there are 50 days until Rosh Hashanah. Oh my God, that's so mean. You're the meanest person I've ever seen on the internet. And there are a lot of mean people on the internet. I don't, Uh, yeah, I have no idea what's gonna, (laughs) well, knowing my family, it's all gonna be last minute planned, just like Shabbat dinners. You're welcome, Israel. So who's hosting, um, so who's hosting Rosh Hashanah this year and who's hosting Sukkot this year? It's so hard though, because this year, like Rosh Hashanah is Labor Day. It's so early. Are you kidding? Wait, it's, it's on the same day? It's the Monday of Labor Day is Erev Rosh Hashanah. Oh my God, that's a conflict. (laughs) I know. Oof. Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. So like, because we were convinced for a while that there was a week in between because I was talking to my family about it and we were saying, oh, we'll do Labor Day here and then Rosh Hashanah there. And it was like, wait, it's the same weekend. Like, what do we do? How does one make these choices? Funny. Interesting. (laughs) I'm like, my brain is like working extra hours right now trying to figure out how we're going to do all this. But tell us the good things, because you were saying this brings you joy. Well, obviously, Rosh Hashanah comes first, because, you know, it's more important to me. Um, Things that bring me joy. Yeah, so planning for the Jewish holidays, I love, I love, I love, I love planning, because, you know, for every holiday, there's like special dishes or like... I can't say that I do the same dishes every every year for the oh. holidays. Like I, I don't have like a tradition of making one thing for Sukkot and one thing for Rosh Hashanah. But it's constantly for Rosh Hashanah. It's obviously always around apples. Of course, of course. So and and you get to make the round sweet challah. I just love. I love holidays. I and love so holidays. of course we get a full month of them. And the best thing is explaining to Dan that it's a full month of holidays. So get ready, strap in, and you're in for the ride. Heck yeah, (laughs) that's what we're here for. I actually also had one on my list about preparing for the holidays, Mm -hmm. specifically about Sukkot. So Mm -hmm. I started a tradition once I got my own sukkah that every year, you've seen this, I add an ornament that is somehow connected to like what the year meant for us or like what the most meaningful parts of the year were. And everyone who comes to visit and be in my sukkah, signs the ornament. And I'm so proud to say that I've made it to all of them, onto all of them so far. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So the first year when we moved here to Cleveland, um, we had one in the shape of the state of Ohio and everyone signed it. And then last year I somehow found one that like had a joke about masks because that was like peak 
COVID last October. And this year, I haven't yet figured out exactly what it's going to be. Um, I thought about doing like a house-shaped one potentially because I feel like this has been really a year of nesting and just being at home for us and for everyone. Um, and I wasn't sure kind of what else stood out as like an iconic thing from this past year. But I got so excited to just even start planning and thinking about all the friends who we've made who like you are gonna be on it for a third year in a row, but also like the brand new people in our lives who like might not have been people that we invited two years ago or a year ago. And we are so excited to open the home again. So that specific preparation is bringing me a lot of joy. Oh, I'm sure it is. And I love that preparation of yours because I get to have fun too. Yes. Um. Okay, so I'll move to my number four. Please. My number four is the new grocery store. <laughs> I'm so excited for the new grocery store, like joining you in that one. So I just heard about it and I have a funny story. Okay. <laughs> so how did I hear about it? My friend called me and she says, yeah, oh, you won't, you don't understand. Like there's a new grocery store coming. And so I saw this new grocery store, me and her and her husband are like out running errands mm -hmm. and they stopped their car next to the grocery store to look in and they saw that it was open. So they walked in, they took a grocery cart. I didn't know it was open yet. In just a second. They broke in. No, they, it was open. Oh. They took a grocery cart. They started shopping, everything. They, they finished their shopping. They went up and down all the aisles said hello to all the staff members that were there. Okay. Got to the, to the cash register. There was no one there to cash them out. Okay. And then they like went to the manager and they asked and the manager was like, um, we're closed. Stop. <laughs> we're opening on Thursday. Um, and my friend was like, what? Literally your whole staff saw me. <laughs> Shopping. Did they think that she was like a fake, like a, a test I have shopper? no idea. <laughs> That's amazing. That's something that I would do. <laughs> but she called me very excited afterwards to say they have everything. So from, from I did my research because I didn't know this store. So apparently they're from New York. So, it's called Grove, right? Yes. Grove Supermarket. So coming like, soon to Cleveland near you. Cleveland. I'm super excited. So it's literally down the road. That's hilarious. I'm super excited. Um, and they have everything Israeli. So that's like one of the... I'm, oh, I'm going to be a regular. Oh my God. I'm excited to check it out. I love that that happened to someone you know. <laughs> I know. And I love that it wasn't me because it feels so deeply me. I thought it was such a funny story. I was like, the whole time you were there, you didn't think, oh, there's there's not, like, I'm the only person shopping. It would literally never occur to me. I'd be like, wow, I scored. Yeah, but what, ha like, the whole staff was there. Well, that's on them. <laughs> but, like, I remember, this is, like, not, I think it's funny. My mom doesn't think this is a funny story. Yeah. That, um, one, one, actually it was like a Rosh Hashanah when I was in Israel, when I was living there, and it was during um, an uptick in violence between Israel and Hamas in the mm -hmm. Gaza Strip. And I went to the beach. I don't know, like, I don't know exactly what happened in my head. I went to the beach and I sent a picture to my whole family because I was like, wow, I'm so lucky. Like, there's nobody else here. I got such a good spot on the beach. And my mom called me screaming. She's like, Samantha. Do you think there's maybe a reason that nobody else is just sitting exposed on the beach right now? And it genuinely never occurred to me. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would be that person who's like, wow, no one's here. Like, I got such a good spot. So uh, I would be the, per the person, that person questioning, why am I the only one here? Nope, never occurred to me. Okay, what's your number four? Okay, next on my list um, is Israeli chocolate, which Obviously. presumably will be at this grocery store. Specifically the Pop Rock one? No, I was... 
So today, as I said, was my first day back at work Mm -hmm. and our new executive director just came back from a mission to Israel and she brought everyone to like leave on their desks as part of like the first day welcome back. Different Israeli chocolates and allegedly they were given out randomly, but I got like a mikupelet bar. Nice. And that is a personal fave of mine from like childhood um, that at like the Israeli grocery stores in New York, um, occasionally like my grandmother would have them. And I don't know if they were actually had occasionally or just given to me occasionally and maybe she was hoarding the rest of the time like deeply possible but um it just felt like such a nostalgic like childhood thing to have that be given on my desk today and it gave me just like such a smile God, and i used to love Mikulte. they're so good i don't know why i stopped eating them i uh, allegedly they're like meant for children and i'm like oh no i'm not a child at heart i just stopped eating them I, it was just like too much chocolate. That's yes, not a there's thing. There's a thing. It's not it a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Um, plans for a future trip to Israel. Oh, yeah. So I know that we're just talking about it. It's not going to happen probably this summer. Um, but hopefully by springtime, I'll plan a trip to Israel. And we actually, I just had a conversation with my friends, like some other friends over the weekend, um, that I don't know, maybe we'll be planning a summer trip together, like everyone to Israel. That's so sweet. Which is probably gonna be so hard to coordinate, but you know, I'm still looking Dream forward. big. I'm just, I'm just, I keep thinking about like all the places that I wanna visit, all the food that I wanna eat, all the friends that I wanna see, all my family. I'm just like, I keep planning, so that brings me joy. I love it. Because instead of thinking sad thoughts that I haven't seen anyone in two and a half years. No, 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 don't go there. <laughs> we're, in, we're in the joy, we're in the process I'm of saying, planning. Yeah. You know, I love it. You know those memories that keep popping on your phone like two years ago and like from- Those are bullying from memories. Like, Amazon photos, yes. photos, and from Google photos and everything, it keeps popping on my phone. All these memories from two years ago and two and like three years ago, and I'm like, no. I just saw a memory from eight years ago, <laughs> I miss and it was Noam and I, and I was like, I had no idea we were together eight years ago, and he just like looked at me. He's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I was like, I don't know, I, f- I forget stuff. Um, okay, so what's next on your exciting. list? Okay, next on my list is so as listeners know I have been doing for the last couple of years Dafyomi which is the daily study of a page of Talmud every single day um, and it takes seven and a half years to get through the whole thing um, so I started yeah it's about like almost three years ago like the latest cycle started and sometimes it's really interesting sometimes it's so mind-numbingly boring <laughs> that it like makes me want to blow my own head off because I'm just like, I don't understand why people care about this and I don't understand. And then there are other times where it feels like oddly relevant, especially during the pandemic. There was like a whole series about like what to do during a plague. And I was like, well, this feels deeply on brand. But the other day we're currently in the um, tractate of Talmud that focuses on Sukkot. And sometimes the conversations just become so like, far-fetched and kind of inane that I have to giggle. So I took a screenshot of um, one of the things that I read recently. This was from Sukkot uh, Daf 12a, um, that Rabbi Yermia strongly objects to this and asks, why can't a sukkah be roofed with wine? Say that it is referring to congealed wine. And it went into this whole thing about like, could a sukkah, the roof of it be wine? And that is so weird. I've never heard of that. Neither had I. And I was like, 
What a good question. Why can't it be wine? Also, how drunk how? must you have been to come up with the question? Um, like there are many layers to this, but just the absurdity <laughs> of it and the just like, okay, these rabbis clearly had a lot of time on their hands to come up with some <laughs> of these questions. I enjoy both like listening in on their debates and then also um, adding my own two cents, except to moments like this where I'm just like, I don't even understand the question, but it's still fun. <laughs> okay. Next on my list? Next on your list. Next on my list. Um, okay, I just wrote here. This is like one of the things that I just wrote a word. So like new necklace. Ooh, are you getting one? Did you get okay, one? Okay, so remember not long ago I told you I took my Star of David off. Yeah. Okay. One of the issues I had with that necklace is not it being a Star of David, but also the necklace itself um, kept getting caught on my hair. That is so annoying. Preach. Yeah. So I, I took it off, you know, just whatever. And then there's a bunch of hair on it that I... That's really gross, yeah. And then Been I, there, sister. <laughs> the other day, I saw someone wearing a necklace that was shaped as Israel. Mm -hmm. And I decided that I want one, too. Cool. So I just ordered one. Mazel tov. Thank you. So that's that's very happy for me. I am very and excited And I can't for wait you. for it to arrive. I can't wait for you to see you in it. Yeah. All right, next on my list. Ooh, and it has a Star of David inside, so it's like oh, kind of two in it's one. It's a yes and. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait to see. Um, next on my list, I just wrote sing-alongs. <laughs> um, I just like, I was having a very nostalgic moment recently, especially seeing like so excited all these people back at camp and on Israel trips. And especially growing up and being a teen in like Jewish communal spaces, there's just a lot of singing and like singing in a space where I feel like unless I was Jewish, I never would have sang anywhere other than the shower because spoiler alert for no one, I'm not good um, and have no talent whatsoever. Same. But in the Jewish community, you don't have to be talented. You just have to have ruach. You have mm -hmm. to have spirit. Yeah. And I remember like being in my youth movement and we would have like our song sessions and just people were so excited to like sing along to these like old Hebrew songs and Israeli songs, Jewish songs, English songs, all these different things. And it was so nice. And sometimes there'd be a campfire and sometimes it would be inside and just whatever it was, I had such like good nostalgic memories of a sing-along and I was starting to think like, I wish that was more of just like a socially acceptable thing to be like, do you want to come over? sit around my fire pit of course there'll be s'mores but also like a ruach style song sesh well isn't that kind of karaoke oh what i don't like everyone's so. singing together it's like it's like everyone together maybe an acoustic guitar everyone's off key but really loud maybe there's a spontaneous horror i think my nostalgic memories come oh, wow. from like the 30s i don't <laughs> think i can relate <laughs> at all um but we just used to have the best time doing it and people would have their favorites and I'm so glad that I had those experiences and mm -hmm. I don't know exactly how they fit into adult Jewing but um, I hope that they can in some way. Oh, I like that. That's cute. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Uh, my next one is Babka. Oh. I don't know. It just brings me joy. Babka brings everyone joy. Right? It's I, like it's like oh. soup. <laughs> Babka is like soup. I get it's, it. It's comforting. <laughs> and usually it has chocolate. Yeah. And I don't think it needs to come with an explanation. No. It's like, it's pretty self-explanatory. Team Babka. All day, every day. Yeah. Okay. Um, next mm -hmm. on my list, um, Jewish social media. I feel like so much in the Jewish community, <laughs> yes. we talk about like social media in like 
a negative way of like, there's so much anti-Semitism on the internet. No, but there's also um, fun social media. There's so much fun stuff. And the people who I follow who are so much more creative mm-hmm. that, and just like post these things that I'm like, it just, it feels like a hug. So one account that I follow, like just posted a thing that said, um, best items to secretly swap the glass under the chuppah with. <laughs> and it was like a whoopee cushion, a banana peel, a squeeze toy, a tail connected to a live bulldog, a smartphone with no filter, a balloon loaded with paintballs, a portal to another dimension and the wedding cake. And I just like was scrolling and I saw that and I was like, someone definitely, first of all, took the time to think of this. It's precious. It makes me happy. Then like the next post is, there's no way they fit literally everything on that bagel. And I love good bagel humor. <laughs> like that feels profoundly Jewy to me. And I want to thank everyone who posts great Jewy content on social media. When I, uh, when I scroll through, like you make me smile. One of my favorite pages is Hey Alma. Yes. And I love that every Tuesday they have a Jew or not Jew. Jew or not Jew. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, I would say like 70% on those. Like I never get all of them. I, I, okay. There was, I think one, once or twice I got all of them. I usually it's don't. literally I never happens to me. Yeah, this time they did the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, that was hard. It was hard. I understand. Oh my God. <laughs> what did we say that set her off? I have no idea. Uh, the internet is listening. <laughs> so I don't know if it came, <laughs> I don't know if, if, if it picked it up or not on the recording. I'll find it out later when I edit, but um, my Google just started talking to us. Um. <laughs> okay then. What's next on uh, your list? Um, wait, my phone locked. <laughs> oh my god, so many tech problems. <laughs> okay, number eight. So it's almost the last one. Um, the smell of fresh challah. Oh, good so, smell choice. Okay, so just like Friday night is is like soup for you. Oh my god, my chair is like squeaking. I'm making. Some We're falling apart. Yes. Um. So just like Friday night is is. Soup. Soup. It is soup. So Friday night for me is Hala. I love Hala. That's a good one. It represents, you know, Shabbat for me. You have such a good profession, challah baker. <laughs> Cold I love Cahoke. that. But even if, even if you buy challah, it's, it's still, there's still this like, you know, fresh bread. Like you heat it up a little bit before the, the kiddush. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, it's amazing. So what's, what's yours? Okay. Next on my list, um, one of my favorite book series, it's from mm-hmm. an author named Daniel Silva, um, and his like protagonist, he's written like 15 books with this character, mm-hmm. is an Israeli assassin slash art restorer. And all of the books are amazing. Um, I've been reading them for years. They come out every July. So the newest one came out this past week. And whenever I read them, I just like, I'm like, oh my God, he gets it. Like it's this action thriller and all these like interesting things and like crazy connections. But then there'll be like a random chapter where like the protagonist's kids are like on a kibbutz and the author just like describes the smell of a kibbutz. And it's like, I know that smell, you know that smell. Anyone who has been on any kibbutz knows that smell. smell. And he describes it and it's just like, poetic like interludes in between this like action thriller thing and so I'm in the middle of reading that book now nice. I highly recommend Daniel Silva's whole series um and it's bringing me a lot of joy I like that um okay so my last one okay 
Passover. Ooh. And I know I always say I always say that Shavuot is like one of my favorites, and then Passover. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, when I sat down to do this list, I decided I can't have all of them. <laughs> yes, you can. More favorites are always a good thing. And I think Passover has is probably one of my favorites like i think i think it's like yeah so it definitely brings me jewish joy and when i think of the jewish holidays i think it's the first one that comes to mind so i decided that's gonna be my that's how i'm ending it i love passover passover loves you i love passover (laughs) and you know what passover has soup it has soup (laughs) that's what makes it real and you know what else it has in that soup Matzo, matzo balls, balls. <laughs> not babka. Matzo balls. Matzo balls. Love matzo balls. Hells yeah. Maybe we should end with that now. So my last one, I took a slightly different tone and it's like a little bit of a convoluted journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really impressed with just young, younger Jews. I guess we're still young and activism and the people who are shining a light on like things in this community that I feel like at least I and many before me, us, took as like a matter of course and are making us think differently. Um, within the last few weeks, an article came out about like the toxicity of hookup culture in Jewish youth movements in particular and at summer camps. Oh yeah, I saw you post And this is something that has come up a lot over mm-hmm. especially the last few years. People are raising awareness, standards and behaviors are changing. And it's not a good thing, obviously. It's not a good thing that there is this toxic culture, that it's we're not in like a consent-centered place in a lot of Jewish spaces. But the fact that people are talking about it and raising this issue and not saying, we're not doing the right thing, therefore I'm leaving, but saying I care about this and I want it to be better and here's what I'm gonna do to make it better, Mm -hmm. just feels like such an amazing intergenerational, really sacred work to figure out how do we make all of these Jewish spaces, all these Jewish places, um, places that can be comfortable and inclusive and live up to the values that we want them to. So I'm really impressed with all these people and it's bringing me joy to see this work being done. I have to say, I really like that we're ending with this note. This is amazing. It's beautiful. I love, I love that. Yeah, perfect. That's a great note to end on. Check plus. Well, thank you all for sticking with us for our first 18 episodes. Um, We are not quite sure what we'll do for 36, but it's going to be something amazing as well when we get to double high. Maybe we'll do a sing along. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I am ready. I feel so bad for all of our listeners, but I am ready. Okay. Uh, I I have my song sheets like from when I was like 16, like oh, ready man. to go. Um, that was TMI, apologies. In the meantime, <laughs> if you want to help us get to 36, yes. um, please follow us, um, subscribe to our podcast wherever you are listening, Apple, Spotify, rate, review, give us five stars, share it with your friends. Take help a sc- us grow. Take a screenshot, put it in your Instagram stories. You can tag our Instagram, which is at howdoyoujewpod. You can email us your feedback at howdoyoujewpod at gmail.com or check out our website at howdoyoujewpod.com. Yes, and until next time, happy Jewing!